Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk smooth. On the Woo! shit. We're back. This we- I just chugged a cold brew. Ryan is drinking tea. And we're not high, like they're saying and, in the chat. Yeah, Greg, we're already getting red for filth in the chat. <laughs> Listen, we're here to report a crazy week in Star Wars news. There's so many exciting things to talk about it. Talk about. Let's talk Before about we it. get into it, I'm Steph Sabra. You know who I am, Chewbacca's long-lost daughter. And I'm joined by my amazing co-pilot, the head of Popcorn Talk, Rilo Ren, Ryan Nelson in and the building. And we had some awesome all-Oscars this week, Steph oh, Sabra. Yeah, we did. I know all of you you love movies and we at popcorn talk announced our own movies that weren't nominated for the classic academy awards we recognize those who were not recognized so you can check those out on all of our social medias at the popcorn talk on instagram and at the popcorn talk on twitter but we're not just talking about all movies today we're talking about star just wars star wars baby just and star wars. specifically the main headline obviously you guys have had to hear about this there's supposedly a script running out, uh, running around the internet. We actually have access to it as well of the original episode nine script. Duel the of the Fates. 120 pages. 20 pages around there. Duel of the Fates. And it is nuts. I skimmed through most of it. So we're going to break that down a little bit. It's a lot. It's confirming a lot of the rumors that we've already heard around of it. Confirming around it. a ton of stuff. Yeah. And then um, we have Taika Waititi news because there was rumors spreading that he he would be involved in the next Star Wars movie. The Cassian, a- Cassian, Cassian Andor, Andor. Uh, show is getting started soon. Thoughts from Rise of Skywalker from Ryan Johnson and Kelly Marie Tran. Oscar interviews provided us a lot of tea. And Ryan actually has some insights that I don't necessarily agree with on Ryan Johnson. We'll get into right. it, but let's just start with the script. Let's start with it. Ryan freaked out. We always freak this out. This is 1 a.m. But yeah. <laughs> We, I, yeah, so I woke up early to read most of it, and it's really dark. It is so dark, and I read a really interesting article from Esquire, and it said the biggest difference why this script would have worked if this was actually it is because it it had real stakes, right. and that's what a lot of people are disappointed in with The Rise of Skywalker. This is the big thing, like, disclaimer, 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 we don't know a thousand percent positive if this is actually it, but we're pretty sure it is. You know, a few weeks ago, we reported on Robert Meyer Burnett's video where he gave a summary of the Duel of the Fates script that Colin Trevorrow, who was going to direct Episode Nine, was going to do. And now we got a copy, a PDF. A PDF. <laughs> of this script. And I was command effing all the uh all, some words that he was saying some some lines of dialogue and this was it this was the actual script that he was talking about again all conjecture we don't know if a thousand percent sure if this is it but it's dated as december 16th 2016 which was a few days before carrie fisher tragically passed away so we know that this was maybe possibly a version of the script and it wouldn't have been the final one. There definitely would have yeah. been some changes and made. Also, but still cool if to read. you read it, it's it is really well written. It's awesome. It's it would be really surprising if some random person who's not yeah. a professional writer wrote this. But um, any- real quick, I am getting on record to say yes, I did write the script. Jeff um, Graham in the booth, big Star Wars fan. Just making a dumb joke. Stuff okay. Oh saying. my god. Yeah, but I, I this is really interesting. I. I don't know if we're going to hear more from the studio, but this is, whenever IP leaks like this from a film perspective, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know, leaks are never awesome. They're, I know. It, it kind of sucks for everyone involved who actually made the final product and who didn't get to make this product. But 
as a Star Wars news show, we got to talk about it. Yeah, and we it's have just to. like what could have been tragically and also like it's exciting to see what they had in the pipeline. I would say the one positive of it is that even though there's parts of this that I'm like damn, that's that's cool yeah. and that's really gritty and takes it to a dimension that I would love to see Star Wars go, which mm-hmm. is darker and less Disney, but we're not going to get that. But I will say on the positive note, it's there was a lot of stuff I wouldn't have loved. Like it would have been there's a part in it, if you read it, where Ray gets her eyes g- gouged, like she's... Ouch. Yeah, she's blinded. Like and, Oedipus Rex. Yeah. Not like that. Kind of. Kind and of like that. Kylo Ren gets his face incinerated, <laughs> and just that kind of stuff is so... I, I don't love that. Especially with Ray. With Kylo, maybe, if you're gonna make him the massive, massive villain, I do Look, love that. it sounds like they were gonna do what they did to Neo in the Matrix to Ray. Okay? <laughs> and I'm kind of for it. Oh. I think she's the one so I would have been into that. Uh, it's all I, I still have to read the entire script. We might be doing a little book club, whether that's recorded or not. Let us know if you'd be interested in something like that, where we might summarize this Conjavaro draft yeah. of a Star Wars script. We would love to go more in depth if you guys are interested in that, because everything that we've gotten leaked before from the Reddits to the conception art to the um, the the intro Synopsis, crawl the that crawl. we got a few weeks ago they're all confirming kind of the same storyline that's going on a lot of new things though happen and it's More different fun. yeah it's different than what we got yeah big time big time but there are some parts where it makes me even more like i believe that this was actually written because if you walk in rise of skywalker it's like I, those ideas were pulled from this script, it feels like. It does. It does feel like that. I think there were a few similarities in terms of, I think you had the Han scene yes. that was still in Rise of Skywalker. You also had the idea that, you know, Kylo Ren is, he's full-fledged dark side. I don't think he has a redemption as he does in Rise of Skywalker. Uh, he doesn't have that in this script, but it's still interesting to see where they take it from Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi to this next movie, it looked like this movie was more honoring The Last Jedi and being like a direct sequel from that as opposed to maybe going back to what J.J. was teasing in The Force Awakens. Yes. It's also, the biggest change why it couldn't have happened exactly how this uh, leaked script went down is because this was written before the beloved Carrie Fisher passed away mm. and she was a major point in this movie oh. in a beautiful way actually I loved her part but it just wouldn't have been possible it was a beautiful way it was great <laughs> I, I, I'm really curious With to no read the whole thing future. no future <laughs> but uh, it's fun it's fun to read about and I think that'd be a really cool um, script to read. It's online. There's a PDF. Hashtag Ray Solana. <laughs> That's one of them. And you said something about Poe, right? Yeah, okay. So the part that really was so funny to me is that there is a scene in the script where Poe and Ray kiss. And if you... Yeah, I just think that's the funniest thing. It's not Ray and Finn, it's Ray and Poe. But when Ray and I first watched Rise of Skywalker, there was all this tension between Ray and Poe. And I just think that they're like, let's just take that breadcrumb. What's your name? <laughs> Ray. Ray who? Ray Dameron. <laughs> um, it's odd. Because there are a few scenes in Rise of Skywalker where you're like, are they about to... Yeah. And even there's a little tension and then between. Like, no, he's a spice runner. Exactly. There's some tension between Poe and, and and Finn where he's like, "What were you gonna tell Ray? Huh? What were you gonna? What were you gonna tell him? What were you gonna tell her? Because you know I'm interested. Like there was some some broing up. Yes. Right. 
There was. Do you feel Listen. like that's just Oscar Isaac, though? I feel like anyone opposite <laughs> Oscar Isaac just automatically has sexual chemistry I, with them. That actually Honestly, might be the case, because they didn't really interact with each other yeah. in the two films before this one. I heard no lies there, Jeff Graham. I agree. <laughs> also, Oscar Isaac is so demonic sometimes. Again, at the Oscars oh red gosh. carpet, he doubled down on his Baby Yoda statements and was like, yeah, I'd kill it. Wow. <laughs> he is really just... He does not care anymore. I think he's like, yeah, try casting me in a Disney Plus show. Let's see what so happens. So funny. And then, obviously, uh, one thing we knew that Rose Tico's character would have had more than a minute and 28 seconds. Yeah, she opens the film in this. So she would have been the fourth person, essentially, and with them the entire time in this script, basically. And, I mean, regardless of your thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker, I think everyone across the board was like, well, what happened with her yeah. character? She just didn't have... The screen time that would have made sense for her character following something like The Last Jedi. Yeah. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, and it is cool to read about the scene that she had up top. Um, just a few shout-outs in the chat real quick. Yash, Star Drew, here every week. Greg Moschevich, LN. Laura in the chat. Laura. Laura. Bleep, 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 bleep. Manny Gonzalez here every week, also messaging uh, after the show and throughout the week. More Star Wars news. Thanks for keeping us posted. Darth Baca. Chewbacca's long-lost brother mm. <laughs> or son in the chat. Thank you all so much for keeping us uh, and, and showing up each week. Um, comment away all your thoughts in the news, and we'll shout you out periodically. Yes. Uh, and one last thing on the script that Finn... Another thing that I think that they kind of stole a little bit from in a different way, in a worse way, in The Rise of Skywalker, is that Finn was supposed to convince a group of stormtroopers to find the way of the Resistance. Right. He kind of did that for the five-second scene that we got. With horses. Yeah, with horses. And that was obviously ex-stormtroopers, but they had already a come-to-Jesus moment. Right. So that whole scene was butchered. Because that would have been really an awesome scene for Finn and getting to know his story a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we, you never know how it would have translated from the script to the screen, but it did look like they had that that's, that similar element, that shared storyline. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, whatever. What could have been? So, what can be, though, is this Cassian Andor show that yes. we've all been excited for. So, it was uh, it was announced a while ago that this would be happening, and Diego Luna would be reprising his role, who he's such an amazing actor. I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, he's so fun to watch. And he, um, and, but there's been some halt in the production, but he confirmed with E.T., yes, we're doing it. We're doing it this year. I can't wait. And he was going in to how he's really excited because this is a different way of telling the story. Like, we know how it's going to play out, so it's a different technique. What are you excited for? I mean, as of right now, this is going to start shooting before Kenobi, which I don't think either of us thought was going to happen. Uh, This is definitely getting some some headway. The fact that he's saying it's we're filming it this year, I also don't think anyone thought was going to happen i think that they were i thought they were still writing it getting the crew assembled but yeah they're they're shooting it this year so maybe by next year's star wars celebration we could be getting the show or maybe even this year's star star wars celebration some like teases i don't know i'm really excited about it though um i I haven't this isn't my number one Star Wars Same. show to be looking forward to. Like, out of everything that's even been mentioned, you know, things that are confirmed, not confirmed, this is probably my fourth or fifth on the list. Yeah. I'm more excited for Mandalorian Season 2, Kenobi, Clone Wars, even like a... We might not get a Rebel spinoff, but if there's a Rebel spinoff, I'm watching it before this. Yeah, Clone Wars is so close. But there's they gotta get me excited. 
but this is the sentence that makes me be like, what? Okay. This is like the pitch of the show. Obviously, we all know this, but I just want to reiterate. So, starring Luna as Cassian, and and we'll also have the droid K2SO, who I do love this droid. The show will follow Cassian's adventures during the formative years of the Rebellion, before the events of Rogue One. What does this sound exactly like, but a different timeline? (laughs) The Mandalorian! Mandalorian. (laughs) But we know, but this one we know. So there's not even that mystery that we get in the Mandalorian. Yeah, that's a little annoying. It's like <laughs> we're following an inanimate character and a human. What's, What's he gonna, gonna happen? Do? It's like, a buddy cop movie. They'll have to really elevate it with the writing and do something a little different. You know, there's that monologue he has in Rogue One where he lectures, uh, uh, where, where I guess he's talking to the crew and he's like, you have no idea what I've been through. Yeah, show I was, me darkness. I was 17 and you're like, oh, God. Um Buckle but, up. So this must be only like a year or two before Rogue One that they're going to be that this show is going to take place. I'm really curious to see what stories they try to tell. Obviously, I think it's going to be more along the lines of the war with the Empire because that's his whole character. Uh, Which could be really cool. It could be cool. I just don't know if it's going to be anything that different than what we kind of saw in the Rebels TV show. Or, or what are the stories we could tell? I'd be way more interested in a series where he is just one of the the side characters but if he's the main man they gotta sell me on that yeah i I gotta hear who's involved who's writing um the other cast members oh siri just heard siri doesn't like it either and she doesn't like it either uh but yeah so i i I think awesome we're getting it sooner than we thought but i still gotta be sold. i'm gonna yeah i i have to be sold i do love him and i do I do still like the premise that we're going to get kind of a darker time in the Star Wars universe. So there is promise to it, but it does seem like I would rather watch a show on Fennec, the assassin from The Mandalorian. You know, I want something different. That would be cool. Who knows? I I trust them. If they think that this is a story to be told, it's a story to be told until proven guilty. What do y'all think in the chat? Yeah. Pro Cassian? Or not pro? Mm. (laughs) Anti. Okay, so in other news, uh, Taika Waititi, our boy, we had really, really... This is our boy! Our boy! This is our guy! We were so excited because as soon as he uh, he did the finale for The Mandalorian, and obviously it was IG-11, we're like, this dude just gets it. He gets it. He gets it, and he can take this to a place that we want to be taken. Right. But, and then there was rumors swirling that he was in conversation to be the next director for a Star Wars movie. No information on what it would be. But he said, quote, I wish there was a better story. I'll put it that way. Are there discussions about the Star Wars film? Like, yeah, I discussed with my friends in 90s how cool Star Wars was. That's what they're going off. I think people see me hanging out with people, especially with Star Wars, and they think I'm having some big discussions about it. I would... I would effing love to mm. if it was right. I would want to do any kind of movie if it made sense, and if it felt not like career suicide, which is an interesting Yikes. statement. It's a loaded statement, but the first yeah. half of that statement really gets me anxious, because <laughs> Disney's got a propose okay (laughs) that's what we were talking about a few weeks ago they gotta propose to taika he's the guy he crushed it with mandalorian he just won adapted screenplay at the oscars he's an incredible director he can do all types of genres he's a brilliant writer just get on one knee and propose to this man commit it sounds like oh you know what i'm i think i'm gonna see other people commit it's valentine's day 
Listen. Get him some chocolates and flowers. <laughs> Listen, my boy said it best. It's Valentine's Day. You gotta show those you love love. Oh. Give it to him. He just got a, a statue. <laughs> Mickey. Mickey, Mickey, make that Mickey. proposal. Yes, give Did him you the go ring. to Jared's yet, Mickey? <laughs> I, I I just really that that's what's frustrating is what more proof do you need? This you can trust this guy. If I'm He's d- got yeah. it. Yeah, I would put It's guaranteed. Yeah, or box let office. him. Put together a team of writers. You know, I would trust him. Give. I'm talking for for film. Just a random Star Wars movie. Anything like this is just a guarantee success. And okay. you already have that. Can I hop in here though? Yeah. Okay, because they booted Phil Lord and Chris Miller. And like to me, if mm. I had to compare someone who's sort of tonally similar, I'd compare those guys. I mean, like when you look at what Taika did with Ragnarok, that is not a traditional Marvel movie. It's like kind of an off the rails, goofy, Watiti esque look at Marvel. I don't know if Disney is ready to take that risk because they they said no to Lord Miller. Fair comparison. Uh, I think the key difference is this. I think the Thor Ragnarok actually argument helps him with this because it's proven that, hey, he can play ball with a studio. He can enter a universe, put his own little spice and flavor in there, and still make it stand on its own and be unique. And he actually made that character like way better than it was. Like Thor was not really anyone's favorite character before the Avenger movies and Ragnarok. I also think that with the Phil Lord, Chris Miller, that was some like major IP they're dealing with. They're dealing with with Han Solo. Yeah, like this is other than Luke Skywalker. This is the and maybe in all of film, he's one of the most famous characters in all of movies. Yeah, I, I and when and you hear about what they were kind of doing on set, like you just don't know the entire situation. I just think, man, give this guy his own thing. They're, they're already saying they're staying away from spinoff movies that directly relate to the original trilogy, and they're not doing an episode anymore. So I would just give this guy his own thing and make and make it small. Like not have it. You don't have to have it relate, but if you want it to relate, he already's proven he can do that in a major studio setting. But I mean, it's a fair comparison, Jeff. It's Kathleen Kennedy's rule versus Kevin Feige's with Marvel, and she they hold uh, Star Wars with like a firmer grip. They're a lot more worried about it than Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, I think you both make great points. I, I <laughs> Sorry, some of the chat Taika is woke. <laughs> that indeed. That indeed. I, I don't know. I, I think that that's who I would be giving the reins to. And I think what he did with Ragnarok is ex- exactly what I want them to do with Star Wars. Because yeah, you're already owned by Disney, so now you can't get really dark and kind of horror-esque with your story, so you have to get weird. Gotta get weird. You gotta get weird. <laughs> I mean, I think you know, that finale of, of Mandalorian was prime example. That opening scene with the two stormtroopers was hysterical. Maybe it was a little long, but it was fine. It was so funny. He still delivered all the emotional beats and it was really entertaining. Yeah. I just think he's the guy. And, you know, he's he's going to go. He's doing Love and Thunder. So whatever Star Wars movie he ends up potentially doing, it's not going to be for three or four years. I just think they got to lock him down. Mm-hmm. Lock it down. Who was once the guy, Ryan Johnson, now no longer the Star Wars guy. He shared some thoughts at the Oscars, and but really pleasant thoughts. He is, I, I didn't know this, but after I read this article that kind of tooted how well-loved Ryan Johnson is, I w- researched it, and he is w- known as one of the nicest people in Hollywood, which is so, mm. so heartwarming to hear. I love it. But he's very diplomatic and obviously really intelligent.
Christian. So yes. I take everything he says with a grain of salt, mm. including this interview where he basically says he loved the watching the film. He was like his 13 year old self again, which was his goal of watching this film as a fan and not as someone invested in making the project. Right. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> he just wrote Knives Out. It's a movie about liars. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not calling him a liar. It's just like, of course he's going to say that. He's not going to He's not going to say anything negative about the movie. Like, Of course he's going to say, yeah, it was great. It was fun. I bet he actually had a good time watching it. It's just the fact of the matter is, the movie like undid his movie. I would not be happy about that. Yeah. But then one could argue that's kind of what he did to Force Awakens. It sort of undid that movie. I would also argue that... I just don't Being think he's at gonna, the yeah. Oscars, his movie was nominated was for writing. Rise of Skywalker. They got visual effects, music. Got VFX. Nothing about the story. Uh, yeah, I'm, look, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't, I don't know if that's the gauge. Say, no, it's not the gauge. I'm just saying. If I'm Ryan Johnson, <laughs> I'm not pissed. I'm doing fine. Paycheck is in my pocket. It's in his pocket. I'm Oscar nominated. My movie is beloved. I just don't know if we're going to get an actual honest answer from him. No, we're not. I mean, but he, look, nor should he. No. I, I don't think he should. You know say anything negative about the film it's it's all in the same space and i think he's just happy he's a class act i think he's just happy to have made a star wars movie and fit into that trilogy and whether or not he liked the movie that came after his you know it's whatever but i I just i don't think that these comments mean everything i think also it's a sign he's, he's still playing very much nice like i think he's still uh, very aware that hey, we're in the realm of possibility of him doing that trilogy. However, they did just announce Knives Out too, so if he's doing a Star Wars trilogy, it's getting pushed over here. Yeah, I don't think he will. Yeah, it's probably not happening. I feel like he did exactly what someone should do when like your project gets shit on by a huge <laughs> fandom. You go back to the writing room and you make some epic shit. Yeah, and, but Knives also Out when you're is asked, so fun. When you're asked about a sequel to your to your film that. While you're at the Oscars for being nominated, he did exactly what he should do. Good comments, just who believes them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Another person who did exactly what she should do, because she is a classy, classy queen, is Kelly Marie Tran. She was Mm. also at the Oscars, a presenter at the Oscars, looked stunning and was such a class act. She was asked about, obviously, her one minute and 20 second (laughs) set of scenes in The Rise of Skywalker. that number is staggering. It's crazy. A minute 20. Yeah. (sighs) She said... That The Last Jedi was my first movie, you know. So I think I'm finally starting to realize that when you're in something of that caliber, there's so many people working to make something out of out of love. And no matter what you do, there's always going to be people that aren't happy with it. But I think that the best lesson I've learned is just to have fun and be present in the moment. So I'm really grateful that I even got to be a part of it. Classy. Really classy. I'm... Yeah, she's just happy that she got to work on the films, which at the end of the day, that's all you really can be, is happy. But I, I think that's better than a lot of other actors. There's yeah. tons of other actors that would be so bitter about it when you're in a movie that size and your role was cut out. Yeah. She's in a, she went from at least a half hour to 40 minutes in Last Jedi to a minute 20. That's crazy. I it's think they wild. both taught us uh, an important thing that just being bitter is never going to get you a right. job or hired or loved Don't or appreciated. Yeah. Just do what they do, and I and Kelly Marie Tran's going to be signed on a massive movie in a matter of months. I just know it for sure. And uh, hey, I mean, her character—who knows? It could always pop up again 
It's a big galaxy. Yes, it is a big galaxy, but mm-hmm. I don't think she will be in the Star Wars galaxy. She needs to be in some rom-com dramedies, Everyone dramas. Was, <laughs> in some dramas. I, I mean, need her crying again, loss. because those crying <laughs> scenes were so epic for something outside of Star Wars. I'll quickly shout out Kelly Marie Tran. She's in a Facebook watch the show that no one has seen called Sorry for Your Loss with Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, she's in that show? Yeah, yeah. this is what's crazy about that show. The two leads are Elizabeth Olsen and Kelly Marie Tran. They're both the biggest stars of Disney's two like golden franchise. Franchises. They're both incredible. Elizabeth Olsen's gotten Critics' Choice noms for her performance, but James Ponsel EPs that show who did the end of the tour. Incredible wow. director, incredible wow. show. Really just beautifully grounded performances. So if you want to see Kelly Marie Tran do some real acting, not that she does it in the Star Wars movies, but just she different. really, yeah, she plays a recovering alcoholic. It's like a really, really wonderful I'm show. I'm watch that tonight. You'll love it. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, she's a world class, incredible performer. Uh, I'm really eager to see what else she does moving forward. And yeah, and, she, and just goes to show she's also a really good person. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk about this Ben Solo all black outfit in the well, rise? I'm of kind Kylo of rocking Ren. that today. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm doing my Ben Solo aesthetic. Yeah, you're yeah. Rilo Ren. I'm Rilo Ren. Um, it's just cool. So one, if you're keeping track with any of the comics or the books that are coming out with Star Wars, because at the moment we're like no TV shows, no movies. Um, there's this Ben Solo. A Rise of Kylo Ren comic that just had its third issue, and it's really just showing that that transition of him going all the way to the dark side. And this was the first issue where he's just rocking the dark side black, like all dark, that outfit that we know from these movies. It's looking really cool. Uh, we've gotten some awesome stuff from these comics. And again, like what's what's really fun about whether it's the MCU or whether it's you know, the Star Wars universe, is a lot of this stuff is just bonus like, if you're into the movies, you're into the TV shows, hey, you don't need to read these. You're not going to miss anything from the TV shows or the movies. But, hey, if you are really into this, this is bonus, and you can just get more out of it. And that's the same with these comics. So, yeah, it's really awesome uh, Kylo Ren comic book series. There's and- a really funny Reddit comment under this thread that said, Han Solo, <laughs> but make it goth. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Could not have said it it's better. It's actually the same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I think it's on our uh, one of our links. Yeah, that that's amazing actually. But so yeah, just keep it's Kyle Rise of Kylo Ren 3 that just came out and we're learning a ton. I know last week number 2 <laughs> it was showing him do his like his first kill. Which is wild. Like wow, what was Kylo Ren's first kill? Ugh. Damn. So yeah, it's a cool backstory. Uh, and definitely worth checking out. Okay, really quick, fam, hit that like button. I really, up. I need that like button. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, what's up? Give us those five stars and leave us a review there. We love to hear your comments on what you want to hear more of, less of. We'll shout you out. All the good, good. Okay, let's get into oh Disney's Star Wars Resort. Oh, Ryan, I need to hear more about this. Ryan says this is going to change the honeymoon game. What's good? Uh, big time. I think <laughs> I don't really know if they understand quite what they're doing here in a good way. Okay, give so it. <laughs> you know the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, where you can kind of be transported to a galaxy far, far away. It's at Disneyland, Disney World. So this is a full blown escape 
runaway resort where you get to just live, live for a few, like two days in a Star Wars resort. It's almost like you're on a ship. The description of this place just sounds amazing. First off, you arrive and they take you into like a hangar and they decompress the cabin like you're about to launch. It shakes. So it's like you're going into space. You're in a spaceship launch. Wild. Then you get in the cabin. You're exploring the ship. Apparently, every single person gets a tour of um of the front cabin like where they're they're steering the ship and the windows are there and they have these massive screens that just makes you feel like you're in space it just sounds like an incredibly immersive experience and guess what y'all you can do lightsaber training that's right you can go into another room on this cruiser where they teach you how to use the blade how to dodge duck dip Dip, dodge dodge (laughs) with a lightsaber which is so awesome and at night you have your own little room, and there's one window that's just space. It, it wow. sounds romantic. It sounds incredible. It sounds wild. There's this awesome video. Would you take someone on a date there? On a date? Or, like, well, you said that it would change, like, they don't know what they're doing with relationship-wise. Depends how, how long we've been. Uh, I mean, this this sounds like, uh, <laughs> hey, want to run away? And then we just go. Go here, uh, the Star and just Wars Hotel. Jedis. Oh, so fun! Just reading this one quote from this article. Um, this is one of the other attractions that's coming along with Rise of the Resistance that opened on December fifth. So this hotel, oh my gosh, this is just wild. Uh, to get from the Star Wars uh, Gal- Galactic Star Cruiser, that's the name of it. it. You literally, when you leave, you're in Galaxy's Edge. So it's almost like when the ship lands, boom, you're in Galaxy's Edge. How awesome! That's is that? dope. It's just going to be one of the more immersive experiences in Star Wars storytelling. I can't wait for it. I think that this is just such a no-brainer. Uh, you can go into an outpost called Batu. It's just, it's so it's fun. It's just, it's just, you oh know. my god! But yeah, no, I would take. I mean, would you take a date there? Would yeah. You, would you, would, if someone asked you and they're like, "Hey, let's go to." Star Wars Hotel. I'd say I know what you're trying to do. You can't marry me yet, but you're off to a good start, bud. You're off to a good start. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that this is going to attract a ton of different people. It's just, I think it could go wrong in a few spots. Yeah, it's intense. Like some intense fandom. It's intense. Taking it a little yeah, far. Yeah, like I would, I could see people getting married there, or like really legit think their lightsaber works, or <laughs> yeah, you know, just like going full in character. It could get yeah. a little wacky, but I'm still here for it. It's just so fun, and it's just yet again another awesome thing we get to do as Star Wars fans. You pulled a really funny video from Twitter. Yes. That so this was during the Eminem performance at the Oscars, right? That's right. So. They but they split it with yeah yeah Marshall Mathers. <laughs> they split it with the scene that people hate from Return of the Jedi, where they're at Jabba they're in, um, in the hut in the huts they're and in his Jabba's palace Jabba's palace and it's the singing and scene. it's the one that's like no 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 all over no 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 all over and then it just intercut with the uh, the Oscar crowd You'll who was just, just awkwardly oh, reacting there. to Eminem like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my gosh, uh, pretty wild. That that was my favorite uh, Star social. Wars social media of the week. Yeah, I think that was my favorite as well. Pretty awesome. And then I also saw that they're selling um, transport toys from Hasbro, Hasbro's, and I was just thinking if Chewie was on that transport. <laughs> 
He must have been on another one. He must have I been guess. on another transport and they had sold by Hasbro's, <laughs> which I will never get. I would never get that. Yeah, I'd never get it. Why? <laughs> okay, we have a new special segment. That's right. It's right. called, well, first off, we have Rumor Has It, where we talk about the biggest rumors <laughs> in the Star Wars universe, as well as dispelling the rumors we fee- we've learned are not true. Um, first up, dispelling the rumors. George Lucas, last Friday, we had a meeting. I was like glued to my phone because I was like, is this true? Oh my God, are they going, is this going to get confirmed? George Lucas was rumored to have been working on this Cassie Andor series, which, oddly enough, that is the one thing that would have got me like incredibly excited for the Cassie and Andor series because you're like, wow, he's coming back. There must be something really unique about this show to get George Lucas involved. It's not happening. He's not involved. Then that was confirmed. McClunky. Confirmed. Uh, I would have been excited for him to be involved if he was writing it. I wouldn't have right. loved that. But I think that's what... I, I, exactly. I think any involvement with Disney at this point, he would never be given like the full reins. Yeah. But I think that's what would have been interesting, though, is if he had any input, because he is like the godfather of all this. Yeah, I, I think, think that cool. even if there was a rumor, it means that something happened. Like, maybe he did help a little bit oversight, but he's not committed to being fully a part of it. Maybe there were some talks, Yeah, they just didn't go too well. Um, well, anyway, another rumor. Is, so this is a rumor that we haven't been dispelled or anything. The rumor is there's more Rebels... There's more Rebels coming. Mm. A Rebels sequel show. We talked about this last week. Yeah. In that there's just this random Twitter thread. They're like, Rebels confirmed <laughs> spinoff November 15th later this year. Cast coming back. Woo! It's just from like some random guy who does a stream. <laughs> but this week, there were some more reputable people kind of throwing it out there. It's starting to catch fire. Um, some people who were writers of the Rebel series... We're liking some tweets about people who are like, oh, yeah, there's this, apparently there's this Star Wars Rebels spinoff coming in November. They liked those tweets. No way. Not big confirmation, but they're they're looking. They're on social. Listen, like, yeah, we people like that. always have in their bio a like is not an endorsement. My shoulders are going up. Uh, kind of is. Kind of is. Kind of is. Remember when Ted Cruz liked that Pornhub clip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we remember. Never forget. Hashtag rumor. never forget. <laughs> Hashtag rumor has it. Um, um, so those are the rumors this week. But oh, I might have jumped the gun on one thing. Yeah, because you have the speculation. There's some speculation about this new Star Wars Rebels spinoff show. Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, this would follow Ahsoka Tanu, who we're going to see again in two weeks for Star Wars Season 7 of The Clone Wars. Uh, as well as Sabine, who is a Mandalorian and survived Rebels. And, you know, we had the show The Mandalorian, so it's all within the realm of possibility that both of them could pop up in the next season. Um, Filoni would be on board. That is one of the, the detailed rumors. So, again, him just overseeing all of Star Wars television, him being involved once again. Uh, later in November, this will be on Disney+. Plus. So the thing about November that would make sense is if we do get eight episodes of the Mandalorian like we're thinking we are that's in October 
So that would be two months. So if this is going to be in November, I doubt they're going to be overlapping. It would be like one after the other. It would probably be like the last week of November, maybe Thanksgiving, something along the lines of that, which I would be really interested in. And I think that makes sense because they don't have a Star Wars movie coming out in December. So you need something to get you through the holiday break. Agreed. Um, No word on Ezra who was the lead character in Rebels, or Thrawn, which was a character, a villainous character, that did survive the series and has been around in Star Wars for quite a while. He was in these these Thrawn novels that are no longer canon, but the writer came back and actually put the character in this Rebels show, which is really great. And he's one of the best villains in all of Star Wars. I, I, I'm assuming a lot of people in the chat are familiar with him. I'm, I'm reading some comments. Ivan Soto, wonder if uh, we'll see the battle of wits between Ezra and Thrawn. Really interesting. Thrawn is such an interesting villain because his tactic as an Imperial commander is this. Whenever he invades a planet, he does all the research on the planet. He's like, what's the terrain? Mm. What, what What's the background? And he uses all that information to destroy the enemy. So if they have a sacred temple, his first thing is, I'm going to hold that temple hostage and get what I want. He's really intelligent. I love the Battle of Wits suggestion, Ivan Soto. Great idea. I would love this. I think this is, again, another no-brainer. The voice cast would so be down to do it. And we're getting Clone Wars. I think it's going to be all dependent upon how successful this final season of Clone Wars is. Yes. What so do you we think, have to Steph? watch it. Yeah, I think so. I'm really excited about this Clone Wars season. I think it's going to be great. Yes. If they had, I mean, it wasn't on our radar for so long, we didn't think it was ever going to happen. So the fact that they are bringing it back, I think they're going to with a bang. A it's bang. going to be. Good. How far are you on? Are you? Did you finish your book club review? That's of, right. We're doing yeah. the Ahsoka Tano book club. Where um, are you at with we're that? We're a third in. A third in. And guess what? What? We have made contact with the author. What? E.K. Johnston. Blah, 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 blah. So we're going to have her on for one of our book clubs, which we're really excited about. That's awesome. Yeah, so can't wait. Stay tuned for that. That's on After Buzz TV Animation. I Actually, our words of wisdom of the week, I did pull from... Yes. Yes. Okay, Steph, what are our words of wisdom from of the week? From Ashoka Tano herself. Whoa! You don't have to carry a sword to be powerful. Some leader's strength is inspiring greatness in others. Isn't that a good one? I'm all about no violence. Let's talk it out. Let's build a bridge. Let's come together. Anything but but a a sword, unless you are Arya Stark. I endorse that tweet. Thank you so much. You endorse it, so you like it. I like it, and you guys should like this show. (laughs) So hit that thumbs up button in the comments and share all your thoughts on Star Wars news. What do you think of this week's news? What do you think about the Cassie Andor series? Please hit that like button. What do you think about Ryan taking a girl on a date to the new Star Wars Galaxy Edge Hotel? What do you think about that? (laughs) (laughs) Lauren Nelson, sound off in the chat. What do you think about that? (laughs) Ellen! Sound off! Anyways, thank you so much for joining us for another crazy week. Please always keep in contact with us after this show ends. We are live every Thursday, 4 p.m. PST, but the conversation doesn't have to stop then. Ryan, where can we find you in the meantime? You can find me at Ryan Nelson. R-Y-N-I-L-S-E-N on Twitter and at Ryan Nilsson underscore on Instagram. Steph, Chewbacca's daughter, where can the people find you? I'm Steph Sabra. You can find me everywhere on social media at Steph Sabra. S-A-B-R-A-W. Until next week, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.